Hi, y'all. This is Carrie D. from Coffee with Carrie. Welcome to Season 2 of Coffee with Carrie podcast. It's such a privilege to do this adventure we call homeschooling with you. Thank you for tuning in again and walking this homeschooling journey with us. If you're new to us, you can find us on Instagram at Coffee with Carrie Consultant or at our website, coffeewithcarrie.org. So stick around, pour yourself a cup of coffee, put your feet up, and take a little coffee break with me. I think you'll be encouraged. Hi, y'all. This week's summer series podcast is for all of those veteran homeschooling moms who are thinking of giving up. And it's also for all of those moms who are thinking of homeschooling for the first time next school year. You know, it doesn't matter which part of the journey we're on. We all use the same reasons and we all have the same fears about why we can't start homeschooling or why we can't continue to homeschool. And trust me, I've heard it all. I've heard, I can't homeschool because I'm not a teacher. I can't homeschool because I was never good in school. I barely graduated high school. How in the world am I going to homeschool my kids? I can't homeschool because I can't write, or I hate math, or I don't know anything about chemistry. I can't homeschool because I only have one child, or I can't homeschool because I have too many children. I can't homeschool because my child and I fight about everything, especially homework. I can't homeschool because my child is dyslexic or has some other kind of learning difference. I can't homeschool because I work or I can't homeschool because I'm a single mom. I can't homeschool high school because they'll miss out on so much if they do. Or I can't homeschool, they'll be weird. (laughs) I can't homeschool because they play sports or I can't homeschool because they won't get into college. I can't homeschool because it's just too expensive. And of course, my favorite, I can't homeschool because I'm just not patient enough. Okay, moms, while these reasons may sound rational and may sound somewhat true, every single one of them, including the last one about lacking patience, are all lies. They're all big, fat, juicy lies straight from the pit of hell. First of all, if God has called you to homeschool, he will give you the patience the strength, the financial means, the ability, the desire, and the opportunity to do so. Second, God created you to be your child's primary, first, and most important teacher. And third, let's get this one thing straight. You're right about one thing. You can't homeschool on your own, and you can't homeschool in your own strength. However, you can do this Or you can do this another year if you're constantly in prayer, constantly trying to stay in God's will for your family, and constantly reaching out to others for support, encouragement, and help. If you rely on God and lean on your husband or other homeschooling friends, then you can homeschool and homeschool successfully. In this week's episode, I will debunk as many as I can, I can't homeschool because dot 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 all of those different myths and excuses I've heard over the years. And there are so many excuses and myths and reasons to tackle. I had to split this podcast into two episodes. I tackle quite a few lies this week, and then next week I'll continue with the rest of them. 
Then, during our summer series, I will go into greater detail with a few of these myths and reasons and excuses in particular. Some fears and some reasons just need a little bit more convincing than others. So get your cup of coffee, sit back, and listen with an open mind. So let's start with the most common, I can't homeschool because. I can't homeschool because I'm just not patient enough. Y'all, over the years, I have had non-homeschooling friends tell me this all the time. I've even had complete strangers in a grocery line or at a park comment, I think it's awesome you homeschool. I wish I could, but I just can't. I would homeschool, but I'm just not patient enough. I can't tell you how many times I have heard a mom say she would go bonkers if she was home alone with her kids all day long. And I'm not going to lie. Homeschooling can and may drain you of every last ounce of patience you possess. But let's be honest. How is that any different from being a mom? Kids are kids, right? Parenting is hard. Disciplining is hard. Discipleship, it's hard. Teaching is hard. Our kids push us until we have nothing left to give or until we finally explode. So yes, you will lose your temper if you homeschool. Yes, you might feel like you're going to lose your mind if you have to explain one more time why I comes before E except after C or why six times seven is 42. But trust me, you will find the patience to teach and to go on homeschooling just like you do on your very bad mothering days too. Secret, stay connected to the vine. Refill with living waters that only Jesus can give. Tap into the fruits of the Spirit. Rely on God and the patience will come. When people ask me, how in the world did I homeschool my kids all those years? I honestly tell them, that I did it on my knees. I had to start every day in prayer. I had to end every day in prayer. And some days I had to teach, talk, and walk on my knees in prayer. My homeschooling verse for many years was Ephesians six ten. Finally, be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. I couldn't do this thing we call home education on my own and in my own strength. Are you kidding me? Now that's a superhero or a modern-day Wonder Woman. I could only do it through the power of the Holy Spirit. For when I am weak, He is strong. And God's strength was always sufficient for me. And it will be for you too. So don't use the excuse that you're not patient enough to homeschool. Instead, pray with thanksgiving 1 Timothy 1.12. I thank Christ Jesus our Lord, who has given me strength, that he considered me trustworthy, appointing me to this service. Thank him for the high calling of motherhood and of the high calling of homeschooling. Then hold on to the promise in Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And if you still feel like you don't have enough patience to homeschool, then listen to my very first Coffee with Carrie podcast episode in season one entitled The 10 Essentials to Homeschooling, Essential Number One. It will help you put everything into perspective and it will help you trust, rely, and lean on God for all things related to homeschooling. 
Okay, the second most common excuse I hear is, I can't homeschool because I can't teach. You fill in the blank. It's usually filled with a math or a science-related topic, but lots of moms tell me they're horrible writers or communicators or that they weren't good students in school, so how in the world are they going to be able to teach their own child? Moms, listen to me and repeat after me. Your absolute worst day of homeschooling is still by far better than your child's best day in public school. Let me repeat that again. Your absolute worst day of homeschooling is still by far better than your child's best day in public school. If you're alive and love your child, then you can teach him or her, period. Lots of moms think they need a teaching credential or some fancy college degree to teach their own. That is simply not true. If you can read a book, write an email, manage your family's checkbook, well, at least somewhat, and cook a basic meal, you can teach your kiddos basic math, English, science, and reading. When you get to math that's over your head, then call in a friend or a tutor. Get a DVD or join in an in-person live math class. The same goes for whatever subject you feel most inadequate. But really, one of the best-kept secrets of homeschooling is the blessing of learning right alongside your child. If you don't know something or can't remember something from school, you just look it up together. You learn it together. You become co-students and co-teachers. And in this day and age, you don't have to be an expert on anything you teach. Teaching K through 8th grade is so doable. And once they get to high school, you want them teaching themselves most of the time anyway. You want them to become independent learners. Your teen will learn how to find information and how to become the expert. Then, for the really tough subjects that they may need a little extra help with, then again, call in a tutor, a friend, or sign up for a class. Don't use the excuse that you're not smart enough or you don't know enough to homeschool. Instead, pray with a humble heart, James 1.5. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. If you're humble enough and persistent enough to ask for wisdom, understanding, and insight, then God will be faithful and he'll give it to you. And then mamas, hold on to the promises in Isaiah fifty-four thirteen: All your children will be taught by the Lord, and great shall be their peace. It's really God who's doing all the work, not you. If you still feel like you're not good enough, smart enough, or wise enough to homeschool, then check out the first Coffee with Carrie episode in season two, entitled The Secret to Being a Great Teacher. Then go back to season one and listen to the Coffee with Carrie episode, A Good Homeschool Day. I think it will put your mind at ease and will give you the encouragement and confidence you need to see yourself as the best teacher that your child will ever have. Now, one of my favorite reasons for not homeschooling is I can't homeschool. I have too many children who are at too many different grade levels. Well, this is actually the best reason to homeschool. You know, before Horace Mann and John Dewey's public compulsory schooling and Jimmy Carter's creation of the Department of Education, we did just fine in the education area here in America. 
Did you know over 17 U.S. presidents and founding fathers were homeschooled in some form or another? And actually, all of the presidents honored on Mount Rushmore were homeschooled or self-taught. Before compulsory education and the Industrial Revolution in the early 1900s, most families taught their own at home. And when they did go to school, it was in a one-room schoolhouse with children of all ages learning together, but at their own pace and at their own level. The famous author, Laura Ingalls Wilder, was mostly self-taught, but when she did attend school, it was in a one-room schoolhouse. Laura also earned her teaching certificate at the ripe old age of 15 without even graduating from high school. So, she was also a teacher in this one-room schoolhouse type of education, and then she went on to write wonderful books describing this kind of one-room schoolhouse form of education. You know, learning in this kind of environment with multiple ages and multiple skill levels is actually far superior to the traditional same age, same level, segmented classrooms of today. Research shows students who are at lower skill levels are positively challenged and excel at faster rates when surrounded by and work with students at a higher level. And students who are more advanced benefit and retain more information when given the opportunity to tutor and help others at lower skill levels. It really is a win-win situation to teach multiple kids at multiple levels. And when you're home, you can address the specific needs of each child, unlike students who are in a classroom that only have one teacher for every 25 classmates. Not only is it a better form of education, but homeschooling is easier when you teach all of your kiddos the same topics at the same time. Yes, you will probably do math and maybe reading or writing at different levels and one-on-one with each child, but all of the other subjects and humanities can be taught and learned all together as a family, no matter how many kids you have and no matter how spread apart they are in age or grade level. You can even homeschool with a toddler in tow and a nursing baby. So don't use the excuse you can't homeschool because you have too many children to homeschool. Instead, Follow God's instructions for educating your own found in Deuteronomy 6, verses 6 through 9. These commandments I give you today to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road and when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. God created the family unit as the perfect learning environment, and he created parents to be the child's primary and most important teacher. And then hold on to the promise in Matthew 6, Seek first the kingdom of God, and all these other things will be given to you. Focus on the main reason you're homeschooling, which is to share the gospel with your family and to teach them to love the Lord and to love his word, and then everything else would be given to you. And if you still feel overwhelmed by the idea of teaching more than one child at a time, especially with a toddler or a newborn in the mix, then check out season one of Coffee with Carrie, episode number four, entitled The 10 Essentials to Homeschooling, Essential Number Four. It's full of ideas on how to learn together as a family using this one-room schoolhouse approach. Another reason I hear all the time is I can't homeschool because it's a constant struggle to get my child to do homework. 
How in the world will I get him to do schoolwork? Or, my child and I fight all the time. It's better we don't homeschool so we have some space from each other. Okay, so first, let me address the first concern about homework. Almost every mom struggles to get their child to do homework. If your child attends traditional school, he or she is stuck inside a classroom almost seven hours a day, five days a week. They're tired and weary and antsy and probably hungry when they get home. Who can think after being in this kind of environment all day long? Their brain and their bodies need a break, yet children are expected to do another one to three hours of schoolwork or homework when they get home. It's no wonder you struggle. Your child's teacher gets your child at his or her best when they're fresh and ready to tackle another day of learning. You get them when they're tired, exhausted, and hungry. Plus, you don't really know how the teacher explained things, and chances are they explained concepts in ways you didn't learn as a child. So when you try to show your child a different way to approach something, like subtracting or multiplying fractions, your child gets frustrated and confused. It isn't how the teacher did it in class, they say. So yes, your job as homework enforcer is a hard one and almost an impossible role to do and to do well. And if you feel clueless and useless when trying to help your child with homework, take heart. So do a lot of other moms out there. And if your child has after-school activities, then the homework battle doesn't even begin until later at night when they're really tired and exhausted. Doing homework with your child is nothing like being your child's teacher. When you are your child's primary teacher, you get your child fresh in the morning after a good night's sleep. His tummy is full from a healthy breakfast. There's no rush, no carpool lines, no masks, and no temperature checks. There's no mad dash to find missing homework, missing backpacks, and missing lunch bags. You can start your day with family devotions and God's word, eat breakfast calmly together as a family, and take your time getting ready for the day. Eliminating the morning madness is a huge blessing and a great reason to start homeschooling or to continue to homeschool. Now, throughout the day, you're your child's teacher, so you know exactly what's needed and what's expected. You know exactly how the concepts were taught. You know from the looks on their faces and interactions they're having with you and their siblings if the information is understood or if there's tension or frustration over a topic or subject. Your child doesn't have to fester in this frustration all day long. She doesn't have to push back the tears and fears for eight hours before she can let it all go when she gets home. When you homeschool, you can address the issues as they happen. Unlike when they're in school. When they're in school, they become these ticking time bombs. And they usually hold it all together until they get home. And then the explosion happens. And you and your relationship with your child are usually the main casualties. This is not the case when you homeschool. You can temper frustrations as they happen. So teaching your child as a homeschooling mom and doing homework with your child as the homework cop are two completely different things. And one option is much easier than the other. Homeschooling also allows you the opportunity to build relationships and restore relationships with your children. When you homeschool, the focus is shifted from academics, 
which are important, but they're not the end goal, to character building. Your child's heart is the main focus now. We want our children to love the Lord, love each other, love God's word, and love God's people. We want them to respect others, obey authority, and submit to God. We want them to walk the walk, not just talk the talk. We want them to be men and women of God who have integrity, who are faithful, who are diligent, who are steadfast, and who are compassionate. We want them to live out the verse, whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might for the glory and honor of God. When you homeschool, this becomes your main focus. So if there's a heart issue that comes out during the day or a character issue that's exposed while doing some schoolwork, you can take the time to set the schoolwork aside to build character and instill godly virtues. Homeschooling also gives you the gift of time to build relationships with your kiddos. It gives you the gift of time to restore broken relationships with a child or maybe to build a non-existent relationship with your teen. You will be amazed at just how close you become with your children when you homeschool. Now, at our annual weekend for homeschooling moms back in March, our panel of homeschooling parents and homeschooling graduates were asked this question, what's the best part of homeschooling? Now, their answers didn't surprise me, but I was so happy and amazed at what they said. Every parent on the panel said the best part was the relationship they now have with their teens and adult children. And the homeschool grads all said the best part was having a close relationship not only with their siblings, but with their parents too. Out of all the things they could have said about the benefits of homeschooling, like getting extra sleep, the great field trips, the family vacations, the one-on-one help, the lots of free time they had, or being able to choose their own academic courses and paths, or the opportunities to pursue their passions— Out of all of that and all the other things they could have said, the best part of homeschooling for each of them were the relationships they each had with their parents and with their children. So don't use the excuse you can't homeschool because you can't even do homework with your child or that you have a rocky relationship with your teen. Instead, follow the commands given in Ephesians 6-4 and Proverbs 31-25. Fathers and mothers... Do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. And then in Proverbs, strength and honor are her clothing, and she can laugh at the days to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and faithful instruction is on her tongue. Focus on the heart before academics. Always choose character over curriculum and relationships over scholarships. And then, Hold on to the promises in Proverbs 15.20 and Proverbs 31.28. A wise son or daughter will bring great joy to a father and mother, and her children will rise up and call her blessed. Focus on imparting wisdom, and I promise the academics will come. And if you're still not convinced that teaching your child is very different than doing homework with your child, or you're still nervous about taking back the primary role of educator, then listen to Coffee with Carrie episode in season one entitled Your Ultimate Job Description. If you feel like it's too late to fix broken relationships with your child through homeschooling, then you definitely need to listen to Coffee with Carrie episode and Bible study in season two called 
new beginnings and do-overs. Well, it looks like we've ran out of time. So tune in next week to part two of I Can't Homeschool Because dot 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 podcast. I will continue this conversation and will tackle a few more myths like I can't homeschool my child because he's got dyslexia or it's too expensive to homeschool or I can't homeschool because I'm a single mom or if I homeschool, my kids will be weird. And finally, I can homeschool through eighth grade, but not high school. So come back next week for part two. And don't forget, if God has called you to homeschool another year or has called you to start homeschooling, you can do it. It is possible. Thank you for hanging out with us and for joining me for this little coffee break. If this is your first time joining us, you can find us at our website, coffeewithcarry.org. We also have daily devotions and homeschooling tips at our Instagram account, Coffee with Carrie Consultant. Hey, and don't forget to check out my new book, Just Breathe and Take a Sip of Coffee, Homeschool and Step with God. If you heard something you liked, then share our podcast with a friend who might need a little encouragement this week, or share it with a friend who's thinking of homeschooling. If you haven't already, we would love for you to subscribe to Coffee with Carrie podcast and then take a few minutes to leave a little review. Thank you in advance for listening to us each week and for sharing our podcast, our book, and our homeschooling mom ministry with your friends. We're so very honored and grateful. It's our prayer that our website, our homeschooling consulting services, our podcast, and our new book will help you homeschool one step at a time, one day at a time, and one cup of coffee at a time. We're praying for you. Stay healthy. God bless. And see you next week as we tackle five more I can't homeschool myths.